This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hi, welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm. Today we're focusing on my interesting Christmas day and summer's searing heat. At the Nelson Farmers Market, it's Happy New Year from the market. Summer has well and truly arrived and the Nelson Farmers Market is basking in the goodness of locally grown fruit and vegetables. Be in quick for the last of the raspberries and boysenberries. Vegetables are available in abundance, just perfect for those gorgeous summer barbecues. Happy New Year. Here's to hopefully a slightly more settled 2022, but who knows? One thing's for certain, we need to make the most of tiny things that make us smile each day. Something lovely happened the other day. I was feeling a little bit sombre for some reason, and I just happened to look over towards my zinnias, and here was a sparrow. And this sparrow was trying to pick up the biggest turkey feather I have ever seen. (laughs) It was so funny. Our our beautiful um, turkey Lottie, she's molting at the moment and she's pure white. So these feathers are really pretty. It might not have been one of the biggest ones, but it was all almost was. And it had a small feather in its mouth. This is the sparrow, not the turkey. And next thing it it tried to grab this big this big feather and actually managed to get it. And it was just hilarious because it was turning its head left and right as if to go, okay, this is a little bit large. What do I do now? <laughs> Interestingly enough, it managed to take off with it, which I just thought was amazing. But then I'm thinking, well, if you're taking it to your nest, how are you going to fit it in your nest? Because it's not soft. It's quite a stiff feather. And lo and behold, next thing, another sparrow arrives and tries to do the same thing with another feather. It was just so cute. And the other thing I really love is we quite regularly get swallows swooping down over our hill to pick up duck feathers. And that's just delightful to watch as well, particularly when they take off again. Well, they don't really stop. They sort of swoop down, grab a feather, go back up into the air, and then quite often the feather will drop, and then they have to swoop down and catch it in midair. I love watching things like that. It's, as you can tell by, you can tell I'm smiling when I'm talking about it. Little things like that just make me smile. So if you can find just one tiny thing each day that makes you smile, that's just wonderful. And yeah, so here's to 2022. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to do a quick aside about our Christmas day. <laughs> you know when someone says to you, hi, how was your Christmas? And you go, oh, great, thanks. How was yours? And it was so funny because somebody said that to me a couple of days after Christmas. It must have been between Christmas and New Year. And I think I said to them, hi, how was your Christmas? And they said, wonderful. How was yours? And I went, great. Oh, hang on. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and proceeded to tell them what had happened, which sort of left, left them going, what? <laughs> so... On Christmas Eve, we headed over to Blenheim um, to see uh, our lovely grandchildren and and my bonus son and his wife. And that was really lovely. It was really fun to be there because after two very busy months with Nutcracker and four performances, which, as another quick aside, went really well, Nutcracker was fabulous. We had a a character director this year and... um, he, he was wonderful. So everyone was, really made the most of their characters, I feel. And from feedback I've had, people really enjoyed it. 
So keep an eye out for it at the end of this year. Can't believe I'm talking about Christmas already. Stop that, Philippa. So getting back to Christmas Day, well, of course I'm talking about Christmas, aren't I? <laughs> getting back to our Christmas Day, in the morning of Christmas Eve, John woke up and sort of said to me, oh, I might have a slight problem. I, I woke in the middle of the night with a bit of a toothache and I had to go and get some Panadol. I said, okay, well, well you better get hold of a dentist this morning. Round about breakfast time, he said, oh, no, it feels better now. Well, yes, well, you know what happened, don't you? We were having lunch sort of early afternoon and he bit on something and just about went through the ceiling. Absolute agony. And so I had to try and get hold of a dentist in Blenheim. So I rang all the dentists, got the, the main emergency number, rang that, and they couldn't give us an appointment till the morning. And they didn't know who the dentist was going to be, so we had to wait till 8am. And it did go through my mind to take John to urgent care, just in case. He needed antibiotics or something, but in hindsight, that's probably what I ought to have done. But anyway, so the day continued, and, and after a, a couple of well, one, well, I will say one, one whiskey, um, John found that the pain eased, so that was great. Until 2.30 in the morning, when he rang me up. He hadn't been eating on it that, either, by the way, but he, he woke me up, and his face was swollen. He could hardly talk, and so I had to rush to the kitchen to get, some, get an ice pack. So next morning, Christmas Day, about 8 o'clock, we headed to urgent care in Blenheim. And sure enough, he, John ended up having antibiotics. I had spoken to a lovely dentist who I highly recommend in Milton Street, in Nelson, she was fantastic. She basically said, don't come to see me. It'll just end up costing you a lot of money. I can't touch him because it sounds as though he needs antibiotics. So that was just so lovely, lovely of her. She really was very, very helpful. So that was the rest of our day. John couldn't eat. so And it turned out we weren't going to be having Christmas lunch because they had got the wrong end of the stick and thought we were coming home to go to our neighbours for Christmas dinner. But our neighbours were having Christmas lunch. <laughs> So by this stage, I think the end of Christmas Eve, we realised, okay, we're not actually going to be having a Christmas meal. So when we got home in late, sort of mid-late afternoon, we went over next door and we were just starting to relax and chill out when one of their kids came running in, one of their, sorry, one of their grandchildren came running in and said, our dog's got a duck. And I just went, oh no, one of our ducks. Long story short, raced home <laughs> to find three gorgeous little girls standing over this duck looking really concerned. The duck was freezing cold and shaking like a leaf and it was one of our dear old blind ones, bless her heart. She was obviously on their pond and didn't see the dog coming. So that was the end of that. And I think the dog held her under the water for quite a while. So she was a bit miserable. So off I went to the farm shed, got, got the, the animal cage that we would got, thinking, what on earth is going to happen next? What a Christmas day from hell. <laughs> anyway... So I wrapped the duck in a lovely warm jersey and put her on some hay and, and, or straw and put her in, in our house inside the cage overnight. And she did recover. By the time we came back from next door, she was, she was standing up. So that, that was lovely. So that was our Christmas day. I'm really hoping that this year's Christmas day is a little bit more pleasant. <laughs> Crikey. Honestly, my life, as my mum always used to say to me, my life is never dull. You never know what's going to happen next. Well, as I'm recording this, we've just had the most delightful shower of rain. And I am so thankful. In fact, as I look out the window, I can see it's still raining. It's not going to be much. Between, I think at the beginning of January, what was it last week? Last week, Stoke and Nelson had a lovely downpour. Somebody said it rained really quite heavily in Nelson for about an hour. We got none of it. I couldn't believe it. It was just like my, one of my friends said to me, yay, it's raining. And I went, no, it's not. 
Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> we had cloud, so I thought, right, if I hang my washing out, it'll rain. No, it didn't. The sun came out, and it was hot. So I was most perturbed. So this morning, to just have a little bit of rain, this is the first lot of rain we've had in January, and it's the 10th of January. Even if it's just one or two showers, I'm taking it. Because I'm having to get up every morning early and water my entire nursery. Not all the areas, because some of them are in shade, but the main nursery area around my tunnel house, I have to water it every morning. And it takes me possibly round about half an hour to three quarters of an hour. You might be wondering why I don't have a watering system. There's a really good reason for that. It's because you can never guarantee that a watering system is going to get every single plant. And when you're growing plants to sell, you really need to make sure that you do your best for them. You want them to be looking good because the minute they get stressed, it weakens them for, for the future. So it is, I find it's, I like being diligent about my watering, even though it's a pain in the neck. I mean, this morning I had to do it. It was just like, oh, really? So I'm hoping we get enough showers today so that maybe I'll get a break tomorrow morning and I might get a little bit of time early in the morning in my kitchen garden. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Farms and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at 23 Halifax Street on every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1pm. Please note there's a slight change in time. It's not open till 1.30, it's open till 1. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on my interesting Christmas day and summer's searing heat. The Nelson Farmers Market, the market is now considered retail, so this is just a gentle reminder. So food cannot be consumed at the market, but there are several food carts which provide a tasty meal for takeaways. Just lovely if you're popping into town to do a few errands and you just want a quick bite of lunch on a Wednesday. Please scan in and wear a mask. For further information, please check the Facebook page or the website. So the main thing to remember at the moment, because we were just sort of throwing holus bolus into summer. One minute it was sort of that weird sort of spring-like weather, next thing, bang, summer hit with a vengeance, and our temperatures shot up. We were, we've had a few days over the 30s on our property. We do have a thermometer in the sun on our weather station, so I think we got to 38 one day last week, but it was 32 in the shade. So it was still flimmin' hot. And it does make it really hard to garden. You've either got to do it early in the morning or late in the evening. And I'm no good at the latter because by then I'm usually too tired. I do try to get, quite often what I do when dinner's cooking, I'll come to my computer and do something. But I've decided, no, what I need to do is while dinner's cooking, I need to shoot out to the kitchen garden because by then it's cooled off a bit and I can actually do something. So, yeah, I'm just really struggling to do much gardening. And it's, it's quite sad because I've got time to garden at the moment. I'm not shipping any plants through until February because I was going to take a break in January so I could catch up with a lot of the, the tasks around the nursery. And I desperately need to tidy up my workspace and the farm shed. So, yeah, I just find that I'm just getting a little bit frustrated because I thought I was going to be doing loads of gardening. I should have realised it was going to be hot. But last year we were spoiled. We sort of had a summer that was sort of a little bit warm, but it wasn't too bad. And we had quite a lot of cloudy days and a reasonable amount of a reasonable amount of rainfall. So that was good. So it's really important if you've got containers, you know, plants in containers, which obviously I've got my nursery area, but I also do have things growing in pots. It's a really good idea to water in the morning. Generally, the, uh, the rule of thumb is water in the evenings. That, this, this is really good for your main gardens or your, even your veggie garden.
because it gives it, if you water in the evenings, it gives the plants time to absorb that moisture before the heat of the next day. But container plants are a little bit different in hanging baskets. If you water them in the morning really quite heavily, then you'll find they, they will stay, they'll go through that hot day until the next morning. It's really interesting because I started watering my nursery last year in the evening and I was horrified that by sort of two or three o'clock the next afternoon, things were looking wilted. And I was thinking, what on earth? So that was when I tried watering in the morning and it made a huge difference. So definitely if you've got hanging baskets or containers or vegetables in a raised bed even, watering in the morning would be a good idea too. Remember to apply sunscreen at least 30 minutes before going out into our sun and reapply it often. I really need to take my own advice with the reapplying because I tend to put it on quite thoroughly in the morning and then I get busy and think I must go and do some more and then I just don't get round to it. So it really is important to reapply it if you can. Our sun, particularly this year I've noticed, seems to be really fierce. I can sort of stand out, if, if it hits me, if the sun hits me round about 11 o'clock, it's just like, whoa, okay, I've got to get out of the sun. It's so intense. So it's also a great idea to wear a wide-brimmed hat and wear long sleeves, like a long sleeve shirt or cotton or linen pants. Linen is ideal. If you've got any old linen pants or an old linen shirt, keep it aside as your gardening wear because seriously, you'll stay cool and it does give you good coverage. Also very important to apply sunblock. This is an area that some people forget about. I know until recently I hadn't really thought about it. Really important to apply sunblock to the tips of your ears because they're quite delicate. And, um, if, and I mean, okay, you might still be wearing a hat, but it is a great idea to still apply some sunblock to the tips of your ears. The other really important thing to think of is hats that are very open weave. Don't keep a lot of the UV out. So you really want a wide brim hat that's, that's got quite a solid brim that doesn't let any light through. You also want to stay cool, so it can be a little bit of a balancing act. If possible, avoid watering your lawns unless they, they were newly sown or if you've got something like ready lawn in spring. Then it, We don't have water restrictions at the moment, to my knowledge, but it, it really is quite important to conserve water where you can because the way things are going, we could end up with them. So newly sown or laid, laid lawns in spring will need to be watered. And it's quite a good idea to water them quite heavily and then and, you know, don't just do a tiny sprinkle every day. You'd be, and if you can, hand hoe, <coughs> hand hoed, <laughs> hold, a, hold a hose and actually sprinkle it like that rather than using a sprinkler. It'll be far more efficient and it, yeah, you just know exactly where you're aiming the water then. On a positive note at the moment, less mowing is required because the ground is starting to dry out and because of the heat, lawns aren't growing as quickly. As things are drying out, be aware re what time of the day you do things. Any sort of heavyish equipment like chainsaws or even, even motor mowers. It's best not to use in the main heat of the day, just to be safe re-hitting stones or causing sparks for some reason. So if you, if you can, use a chainsaw or mow or something before 11 o'clock in the morning. Or, I mean, I even say to John, please don't use it after 10. It's just too dicey. And I've still got memories of the Redwood Valley's fires. I mean, yesterday... We smelt smoke in the air, just briefly, and it gave me a fright. <laughs> anyway, happy gardenings, honeys. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. 
Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers airs Tuesday morning 20 to 11 and replays Sunday afternoon 20 to 3. Previous editions of this show are available as a podcast from our website, freshfm.net, or through the Access Internet Radio app. Thanks to the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm for supporting a show about gardening. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.